we want to welcome Dan Koval to the ASA Health Podcast. When we sent Dan over an email uh, to send us his bio, he sent us by far uh, the best uh, bio to date in terms of uh, uniqueness. He sent us two sentences, owner, operator of Dan Koval Jiu-Jitsu, and I've been doing this for too long. With that said, we're excited to have Dan on the show to discuss all things jiu-jitsu, health, uh, strength training, and life in general. Dan, welcome to the show. I want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Suttmeyer Law Firm, and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Suttmeyer Law Firm. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice, enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy. Yeah, that that's that's great advice. That that carries me into this next piece here. You have a hashtag, uh, chop wood, carry water. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. What does that mean for the listeners, and how, why is that significant to you? I'll tell you. Well, the the great thing about that that phrase, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the origins of it is is all the way back to like a to a Buddhist. They, they can't they they cannot pinpoint exactly where it said but it comes up in a few different scripture buddhist scriptures and things like that and it says you know to have enlightenment you need consistency in your life and regardless of how mundane the task is and in regards to chopping wood and carrying water it's just to, to be able to survive on this planet just to sustain life those are mundane tasks at least it was at that point you know you, you know, to your point, like how easy we have it now. No one even thinks about that type of situation. I couldn't say no one, but vast majority of, you know, like first world people don't think about that. But there was a time period where you literally had to chop wood every day and go get clean water and carry it back to wherever you were to sustain life, right? Mm-hmm. And that consistency allows for you to be yourself, to be able to be able to survive and to be able to to do what you're trying to do. And now you can now in this, this great day and age we live in with all this modern technology and comforts that we live in still to attain a goal, no matter how easy or how difficult it may seem, you need to put in consistent effort. And without that consistent effort, you will never get what you're looking for. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the task is. It really doesn't. So if it's, you know, getting a certain degree, in college or if it's trying to get a job promotion or it's anything you need that consistent effort without it without putting out you're never going to get to that goal that end goal and the reality of the situation is the first person i ever heard say that was len oh wow Mm -hmm. probably probably 20 years ago to me like he's the first he's the person i attribute to all the time i say he's the first person that ever said it to me and it's in, you know, him and, um, he is, if nothing else as consistent as a Swiss watch when it comes to certain things in his life training, being that, 
And being the physical embodiment of those things really matters because you can't ask the world to meet you halfway if you're not actually putting the effort out. And that, and, and there's nothing more, nothing will show you that like combat sports. Nothing, what you can't, you can't cheat this. You cannot cheat it. So you can go into every space aged physical conditioning program with every bell and whistle and every coach with every certificate on planet earth. They will still not get you prepared to fight if you do not go to practice. <laughs> and I tell all of my students that all the time. Guys, I'm a big proponent of strength and conditioning. I do it every single, every single day, every single day, just like I train every single day. But you need to do it. You need to. So you need to show up to practice. So again, we we mentioned you know all the different walks of life, and I understand people are busy, and especially people with children, their time is split. They have demanding jobs. They're taking care of other family members. They're doing this. It's like, but you still need to make time. Whatever amount of time that is, you can make for yourself. You need to come in. Because this, again, it, it, not, it, it gives you a lot of stuff. There's a lot of feedback here. It also is a time that I say it's, it's like physical medi- meditation. You're, there's no way think about anything that's stressing you out when someone's trying to strangle you. I tell people that all the time. You'll get to detach from life if you come to practice. You won't think about the stuff that is, that is bothering you right now. You For may sure. think about it the second you step off the mat, but your central nervous system will have a different stressor that won't be that thing that you're thinking about off the mat. So come in and train, but that chop wood, carry water statement, hashtag sediment. The thing that we look at when we talk about that is like the consistency of effort and showing up all the time. Will will yesterday's practice be as good as today's or, or tomorrow's who knows. And I don't think people can appreciate the fact that the consistency is really what you should be chasing because that's where the gains and the progress is really made. You can do a lot of stuff in a short term, but if you really want to attain those goals, it's going to be a a long, consistent effort. And I tell people that like combat sports has been the threat of my life. Anything that I've been able to do in my life, even outside of combat sports, it's been through the consistency of effort of training without it. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what what else I've been able to do without it, honestly. It really has been the thing that has helped me a tremendous amount, but it's kept me on track. It's let me be consistent with things and show me that, hey, with consistency and with the effort of the consistency, that that just about anything is, you know, totally plausible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a that's a big takeaway for people listening, you know, and this is something a lot of people struggle with. Um, we see it at our facility all the time is consistency, especially long term consistency is is boring in many instances, you know, like chopping wood and carrying water, like the statement says, there's not a whole lot that's probably exciting about that, but it's all in how you frame it and your perception around it and how important it is to you, you know, and that's, I think, you know, we live in a world where we want the bells and whistles to be different and fancy, you know, all the time. And those dopamine responses, you know, but true consistency to be a true practitioner in any area is not bells and whistles. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's big. I know I read, the talent code with uh, Daniel Coyle, I think it was. Have you read that? I have not. It's yeah. something, you know, 
I, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's not funny. It's like, there's people that have been like, I read that book. I go, what book? And there's, there's been books uh, based around, um, or at least have used the phrase chop wood, carry water and things like that. And I go, I go, this isn't a book. <laughs> I, go, sure. I, go, I go, I'm sure I'm like, I've been made aware of it over the years, uh, that people, like I said, use the phrase, et cetera, et cetera. I go, it's a, it's a belief system and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, you know, a, a Buddhist belief system. I go, but it's literally a belief system that you can adopt to apply to your life. I go, this is not, this has nothing to do with a, a book or anything like that. And I tell, I tell people all the time when people ask me about books that have used the phrase or, 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 um, or reference it and things like that. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I've, n- I've never read a book based upon it. Again, my, my original jujitsu coach and Len mentioned it to me. And then, you know, it, it's just, it, it kind of hits you like a bolt of lightning. If you actually, mm-hmm. if you actually look in and go like, what, what am I trying to, what am I trying to attain? What am I trying to accomplish? And it's like, yeah, I'm never going to get it. If I don't show up, even on your worst day, mm-hmm. it's better than not showing up. I tell people, I go, you, you come in here. It's a total garbage effort. You're not feeling it. You're not whatever the circum, but you came, I go, and today you may pick something up that you wouldn't have. And it's also money in the bank, meaning that you invested in yourself today. It's mm-hmm. big, man. No one else is going to do it for you, and no one else is going to invest in you like you will. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and the I, fast track, the fast track to success, there is no such thing. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even know where to like when people talk about certain stuff. I, I just, what whatever it is, like people will show you. They'll they'll give you a person who accomplishes something in a short, shorter period of time than average, right? They'll go like, so-and-so did this. I go, okay, but what was the end goal? Let's, let's take, let's just take martial arts. Like we're talking about jujitsu, right? There'll be people that will get black belts um, in a shorter period of time than others. But let me ask you a question. Are they still black belts at the end of it? Yes. You will spend, if you do this right, the vast majority of your time as a black belt, meaning mm-hmm. from white belt to black belt, it's, it's a wide variety of years, depending upon how you do it anywhere between, you know, like X money years to X money years, 10 years, something like that. But then after that, you're a black belt. So was it just to get your black belt and you were done? No, people are getting, like we said, you can train forever this way. So after you get your black belt, it's not like, Oh, that's it. You're done the same thing like if some some there might be kids out there that skip high school meaning they're very bright they're very good at test taking they test they're in college at 14 they graduate from Princeton at 19 they're medical school they're done bob that's great what are they at the end of the day they're a doctor they're going to be a doctor forever but to be a good doctor they're going to have to be in practice and they're going to have to be up to date with things. They're going to have to be training. They're going to be seeing patients. The same thing with anything. Same thing with martial arts. To be a good black belt, you'll still have to be practicing. You'll still have to be consistent. You'll still have to be showing up. You'll still have to be up to date with the new techniques and the new, you know, like modalities and training and what you're what you're integrating from other things and so on and so forth. So with everything, it's never it's never this like, I'm done, <laughs> like. 
there, there is, there is to a certain extent oh, that, that you attain that, you check that box, right? You graduated from school, you got your black belt, you check that box, but to actually be able to apply those skills and that knowledge, it's going to be a day-to-day thing. Now you're still going to be, you're still going to be doing it. It's never done. So even if you, you get there faster than someone else, or someone takes longer to get there than someone else, it's, it's not over with. You know, it's it's something that is now just you're going to be doing it going forward. Mm-hmm. And even if you and maybe if you don't use it, the, the skills that you you learned, um, like in college or something like that, and you want to shift to a different um, a different career. I'm sure the effort that it took you to get to the certain degree and let you know, like, oh, I don't want to do this now. You'll be able to apply it going forward. And now that you have gained that level of knowledge or at least the, the knowledge that you can get there and accomplish the first goal will probably make going after the next one that much easier. And you'll be able to apply that going forward. And again, mm-hmm. it, it comes from the consistency of, of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely translates across all, all spectrums of life. <laughs> um, that, that's one of the big things that I've, that I've taken away, you know, from jujitsu, but other practices also, you know, owning your own business and whatnot. It's, it is, it's just patience. You're in it for the long haul and it's not to get the next, you know, achievement or medal. Um, because then I think if that is the end goal, like what you said, Dan, you know, let's say you get your black belt at 10, 12 years and, and then you're done, you know, that's, uh, that you know then you made it quite clear then that's why you were doing that versus mm-hmm. it being a lifestyle and you truly embracing the art and the practice and the continual learning there's a big difference there yeah. there is a big difference there and, and again like i said that's why i always sh- <clears throat> that's why i shift for a lot of working adults i always shifted towards exercise i go listen i'm not selling you on a mysticism of this I'm not selling you on the lifestyle of this or some other people because you mentioned it. And I think sometimes people start trying to sell people on that. And I go, I always look at them sideways and I go, I go, listen, no one's going to give up their job and pick up a surfboard and just surf and do jujitsu for a living. You know what I mean? Like, this is just another part of your life. You know, it's like, and that's like, it, it, it is part of your life. And now you've adopted it to your point of a lifestyle. You've now made a lifestyle shift that is going to be towards a healthier version of you because you're going to be able to exercise a lot more and you're going to have a lot more tools in your, you know, tool chest now. But if nothing else, this is going to add value. Like it's a net positive for you as a human being to be doing this type of stuff. And again, it comes through the consistency, short-term goals come and go. So a belt or a medal or this or that, that that's over the weekend. That's a thing, or that's, you know, it, it came and went. It's like, now you're that. Now you have that that knowledge and those experiences, and now you can build off it to now attain a new goal or or get something else out of this and keep going forward. And if nothing else, combat sports, you have to exercise. Again, like I said, I always try to hedge it closer to exercise for a lot of people because when you train in my gym, you are going to train. It is not there. It's not just a social club. You're going to train. And you got to exercise. It's like brushing your teeth. You got to do it once a day, at least, at least. You got to move your body. So if you're going to exercise and you, in, you know, the gym on a treadmill or lifting weights, and again, I'm not diminishing those, but that, that's not very desirable for some people. 
I go here, you have no choice but to exercise because someone is going to come after you. So you're <laughs> going to have to move your body. Like you're going to have to do it. And sure. I can't tell you, and honestly, I can't tell you how many of my students say, yeah, this is the only reason I come is because not only am I learning a skill, they say, yeah, that's secondary, but it's like, it's the easiest way to exercise for me. So like, I'm here, you, you tell us what to do, and then we train. You know, it's like, we, like, there is no other way of getting around it. Like that is it. It's baked into what we're doing. So I, I come here, I know I'm going to exercise and it's something that they wouldn't do on their own. They wouldn't do on their own. And, it's, and, and like we said, it's ever changing. So it's never the same thing. Even with the same person, it's, it's not the same thing. There's like little things that you can try to do that are different. And again, it challenges people. And I think that's where like the, the chess, you know, analogy comes in it makes sense to a degree like when people go like yeah it's a there's a lot of different moves on the board and you, you can never play the same game twice and stuff like that and there's 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 it challenges you not only physically but it's helping you become a better problem solver mm-hmm. so that, that it, it it makes people have to think about things too so you're subconsciously doing things and you're consciously and like oh what do i got to do now because the person's doing this it's it it becomes an in a very involved activity, which I think speaks to a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easy to lose motivation running on that treadmill and doing those same bicep curls, you know, for 10 years in a row. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Speaking of exercise, um, I want to switch gears and get into your training. Um, I'm really interested, Dan, like what do you do? Like, what does your exercise and fitness routine look like outside of uh, grappling? Sure. Uh, that, like, so I, whenever people talk to me about this, I, I, I let them know that it's very, very straightforward. I train a tremendous amount, meaning I train twice a day, Monday through Friday in my gym. So I gra- like I'm doing combat sports live twice a day in the, mm-hmm. in the afternoon and then again in the evening. So that's a lot of volume to start with. So when, when I talk about conditioning, I do, I do conditioning in a cardio aspect every single day in the morning as well. And people look at me right away and they go, isn't that too much? I go, no, my body's adapted over the, over the decades of doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I'm a true believer in the fact that you have to create a baseline for, for not only your cardiopulmonary system, but for your body in general right so you create this baseline it doesn't mean that you everyone needs to to be doing conditioning before they can that's what that's what i'm sure you've probably heard people say like well i'll start jujitsu once i get in shape sure yeah i've heard that a bunch of times i'm sure you heard people say that right and i go no 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 no. (laughs) you'll get in shape by doing jujitsu no problem Mm -hmm. but i but i do conditioning on top of it because as the as the leader of people. I'll never ask them to do things that, that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. And I find it tremendously beneficial to be doing conditioning outside of it because again, it, it creates a different baseline for my fitness on top of just the training in the gym. And I enjoy working out on top of that. And I enjoy, so I used to do triathlons and road races and stuff on top of this. Um, I've always just enjoyed fitness in general. So mm-hmm. I enjoy doing low impact cardio every single day. So I have a rower in my home. I have an aerodyne bike in my home. I enjoy them. Um, on top of that, I have strength training 
three times a week. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Two, two of those days, um, they're very light. One day is like I'm doing like a lot of rehabilitative exercises because not surprisingly, combat sports creates a lot of imbalances because you do a lot of the same repetitive movements over and over again. And I, and this is what I tell people too. I go, you need to do other training outside the gym, even if it's body weight, calisthenics, pushups, pull-ups, dips, squats, lunges, et cetera, et cetera. You need your body to be strong because it also creates a level of, Hey, I'm fixing some of the imbalances. I'm also putting armor on. So by putting yourself in physical shape that with the, with the actual lifting in the cardio, you're creating like a, you're creating a, a body that is stronger to then stand up to doing more of your training, your live training in the gym. So the, you know, two of the days, like I said, are just like very, very based around rehabilitative exercises, things like that. Um, one of the days is actually just all like resistant band and calisthenics. And then I have one day that is heavier lifting. Um, when we're actually trying to build some horsepower and strength and things like that in movements. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it's not, it's not in the traditional sense of like, Hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna bench and squat today or things like that. Like I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of things that are going to, that translate to, uh, what I'm trying to do, which is again be stronger and more fit for, for my chosen sport and career. Uh, a lot of multiple, multiple directional, um, level changes, plane changes with lifting, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going to challenge you moving, um, diagonally. Um, there, there's a tremendous amount of things that are showing, um, uh, in, in showing my body, like, Hey, we have to be able to adapt to this movement and carrying this weight, you know? And, and I find that that's, and again, you'll be surprised when people ask like, well, how much do you squat or some, <laughs> you know, it's like, I haven't touched a barbell. And I can't tell you how long. Sure. Like every everything's done with dumbbells, kettlebells, you know, mm-hmm. Bulgarian bag. And for people that who are listening to this that don't know what a Bulgarian bag is, it's for lack of a better term, you could you could equate it to like a sandbag. It's mm-hmm. just a, a specifically mm-hmm. made one. Um, you know, these these things allow you to be able to challenge yourself. And, and again, like when you're doing combat sports, you're doing things very um one one sided. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, so you have to do things that are going to challenge yourself on it, just doing it in one hand or things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to, so barbells, which there's nothing wrong with doing barbells. If you really want to see how much weight you can move around at one time, it, it doesn't necessarily translate into what you're going to be doing. You're going to be pulling with one arm and pushing with the other arm and things like that. And, you know, you're not doing that with, you're not doing that with a, a barbell. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to dive into this a little deeper because I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I think a lot of people listening will be too. So let's, uh, I do a lot of program design for clients of all levels and abilities all over. Um, and so you mentioned you do cardio every day, two times a week, uh, rehab strength training um, protocols, and then one time a week heavy. So let's get into some exercises and patterns. Um, what, let, so, so let's say rehab, um, you know, what are your go-tos? What do you like doing? So, uh, so let, let's, for instance, like, you know, I'm 40 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of miles on joints. So what I'm going to be trying to do is I'm trying to stress with the rehabilitative exercise. I'm trying to stress the muscle belly and the connective tissue around joints in a very, in a very like 
in a manner that's going to be so positive for the joint that I, like I'm not going to have any sort of um, catastrophic event going forward for the most part. Um, I'm taking it to an end range under stress, and then I'm returning under stress. So again, it's like a lot of times you'll find exercises that people do, uh, let's say like a, like a shoulder raise for like a delt raise, for instance, right? And they'll be using dumbbells and things like that. I find that bands more than anything allow me to be able to not only change planes with, um, with the exercise, but also allows me to keep it under stress the entire time by changing planes and by changing directions and by changing the motion. So the entire rep could be something of me rotating not only my body, but my grip. So I never am not under stress while I'm moving my limb through the end range of motion. And I think sometimes when people look at exercise, they think it's just picking something up and putting it down. Um, and for instance, so I'm doing that with a lot of my you know, weight-bearing joints, my elbows, my shoulders, knees, hips, things like that. They're always getting taxed with that type of thing in mind. Um, I do a lot of like, uh, so for my lower body, I'm always trying to do different variants of lunges versus just maybe some sort of squatting or deadlifting because especially in combat sports, you find yourself changing levels, right? Mm -hmm. Bending your knees and bending at your waist and bending, like you need to be able to adapt to that. And you're going to be changing levels and it's not just a linear pattern. Like you're not just going back and forth. You're going to the right. And it's not just always straight laterally to your left or straight laterally to your right. You have to get used to moving at these different. So, you know, I'm sure people have seen these. Um, and the, the internet is a wonderful tool because there's so many people putting free information out there now. So I'm sure people that are into fitness have seen different types of like lateral lunges, um, like counting. Like people do the forward lunge, the backwards lunge, and the lateral lunge. They do these, they go through these patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So as someone that does what I do for a living, I don't just do those patterns. I do like things that are just a little offset. So when you're doing them, it's like there may be a four-inch differential between my my um, backwards lunge, right? I'll do it backwards, straight back. Then I'll do it like four inches to the left. I'll do it four inches to the, across my midline going the other way. So I'm always taxing my body in ways that it's like, it's going to have to adapt. And again, it's, I'm not, I'm not moving a tremendous amount of weight when I'm doing this, but I'm doing it in a way that it's challenging. And it's going to also not only help me protect the joints that I'm trying to protect, but it's also surprisingly enough, taxing my, um, my heart rate at the same time. Like it's pushing my heart rate up because these things are not easy. If you're doing them in a matter of like, Hey, I'm actually trying to push it. Like, so you can take a very light weight. You can even do body weight. People kind of, people don't realize that you don't need to go to the gym to start out. Or if you don't have time to make it to your gym that day, you, you can still do a lot. You can still get a lot out of it mm -hmm. um, just with body weight itself. So that type of stuff is really integrated in what I'm doing. Again, I'm using my body as much as I'm using the tools to actually train myself to do like to build the strength and conditioning. So a lot of it is, uh, so again, I, I, uh, I love bench press since I was a kid. I don't really do a barbell bench press anymore. Like I said, I haven't touched one in years, but I still do 
pressing from the floor and things like that with my arms. Um, but you don't need a lot of weight to do it, but you should be moving your body in different angles when you're doing things. So it's not just straight up and down, you know, you should be pressing in different directions and pulling. So like you can have bands attached to, um, a pole. So as you press with one arm, you're pulling with the other arm. Uh And again, Uh these are creating patterns that are going to be like, that's what are going to be totally relatable to what you're going to do. I'm not going to say they're going to translate exactly to what you're doing Uh because you can attest like all this people are moving all over the place. Right. Yep. But at least you're doing things that are creating patterns that your body are going to have to then be able to adapt to when you're doing it live or you're going to replicate very similar type of things in training. So that's what I'm trying to keep in mind. You know, every every type of conditioning and or or lifting is functional. And I'm sure you probably have you roll your eyes now when you hear people say functional train. Any type <laughs> of training is functional, right? Like sure. You're, yeah. you're, you're moving your body. And, and again, I understand what people are saying. They're saying like you're not Olympic lifting or bodybuilding, you know, like just doing those movements. They're trying to get you sure. to go like well, we got to do this and do it. Yeah, but everything's functional. But you should ask yourself, what type of function are you trying to create? Are you trying to create pa- patterns and things that you're going to, to use in your sport? Yeah, okay, then a lot of what you're doing should be trying to be based around that. If you're just trying to create a level of fitness for yourself, just about anything will, will help. You know what I mean? Just about anything will help. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to create a protocol around what you're doing, think about the movements that you do in your sport and activity and see how you can mimic that under stress in the gym. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like a Turkish get up, right? Yeah, Tur- Sure. Turkish mm-hmm. get ups are really important um, for, for a lot of people. I think the thing that really gets left on the table and I mentioned my Bulgarian bag, but you can do them with, you can do them with any weight. You could pick up mm-hmm. your dog and do them, but mm-hmm. you, like rotational, weight moving away from your body and then swinging it back across. So I'm sure a lot of people that are probably listening to this have seen kettlebell swings before mm-hmm. and them in the, you know, their, their linear pattern and they're fantastic. And it's a huge staple of what I like to do, but also swinging the kettlebell laterally to your left and to your right are just as important. Wow, <laughs> if not sure. more so. And, and I tell people that all the time because you are always going to be offset and grappling, meaning you're never, you're traditionally never square. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be rotating your shoulders and your hips in a way like you're throwing a ball. Sure. So you're going to, you're going to have to get used to rotating your hips and your shoulders under, under stress. Mm-hmm. And if you're not taking the time to get good at that in the gym, not only are you leaving a lot of horsepower left untapped, you're also making yourself susceptible for injury. So a lot of rib injuries. Mm-hmm. And in this sport, come from people torquing, and then their intercostal poles yep. and things yep. like that. I I had that. Yeah, first six months, I had a few of those where those ribs shifted, yeah. and man, that that is painful. It's tremendously painful because that part of your body is filled with nerve endings because that, besides your brain, is the most important stuff. <laughs> so the the reason the nerve endings there is like, hey, something's happening here that's compromising how we have things set up. So if you pull a, pull a uh, intercostal muscle or you fracture a rib or things like that, it's painful because your body wants you to know, it's like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta protect this area. So that's why I tell people go, even if you start with resistance, resistance bands, mm-hmm. 
and you attach them to a pole or a rig or something like that, and you walk yourself until there's stress, and now you hold it with both hands and you rotate to your left, and then you do that for a set of 10, and then you switch angles, so now you can rotate to your right. You're slowly building your, your body's ability to adapt to that movement and that stress, so when you do do it, you know, you're, you're making yourself less susceptible to injury and you're creating more strength to move in that pattern. Again, people don't have like, they don't. So I'm sure you've seen people and I'm sure you probably have even done it at your facility, people striking a tire with Mm -hmm. a, with a hammer, maybe. Right. Yep. That's literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's the reason grapplers and strikers, boxers in particular have always used chopping wood Mm-hmm. as part of the protocol before we had all this fancy equipment mm-hmm, <laughs> indoors sure. and everything. the mm-hmm. rocky four montage of him yes. chopping <laughs> it, it is because that built the rotational strength to be able to turn your shoulders and your hips to generate power mm-hmm. to be able to throw strikes or to throw somebody that mm-hmm. again that's where it comes to that's the translate but again and like so that's what I say to people when they're doing that. like okay you know a kettlebell swing yeah okay well now you got to rotate it to your left and to your right and they go really I go yeah like this is actually what's going to help you a lot so again whatever you're going to do for your your outside and I and I insist on people doing this like I tell people all the time is like especially as you age you have to do it even if you set a timer mm-hmm. and again there's a there's a particular student of mine who is a little older and I go you have to do it Set a timer for 20 minutes, put it in your living room. You pick five exercises. You're going to do five, five pushups, five lunges, five squats, five pull-ups, and then a 10 count, um, you know, mountain climber. Yep. And you're going to go through that for 20 minutes Yep. and you're going to do that every day. You're not here. Cause again, I go back to people. It's like, Hey, they're adults. They barely can make it to class three times a week. How am I going to do it? Like I tell people all the time, I go, this is what I do for a living. I have to be in tremendous shape. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, so don't expect you, don't hold yourself to my standard, hold yourself to your own standard. So when you can't come to class, you definitely can work out outside of it. And they go, well, I don't have time or the book, but yeah, I'm just giving, I'm giving you the most basic thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. And you can do a lot with body weight and you can do a lot that translates into what you want to do, meaning for your sport or just for health and fitness in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, uh, there's so much of that. I really, really am taken away from. So yeah. So you're not moving traditionally a lot of weight per se, as opposed to viewing strength training as preventative measures, I guess, from injury and also functional. There's that word again. Um, applicable strength within your sport, rotational strength, um, challenging patterns, unilateral work. Um, I'm fascinated by that sandbag bands, cables, kettlebell versus the traditional bench squat deadlift, right? Correct. And not because there's no value in those traditional movements. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that at all. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I have Cause like I said, and I, and I, that's why I gave the, you know, the like, Hey, I'm already training twice a day in my gym with my students, meaning going live. Like, so that's a yep. tremendous energy expense, energy expenditure. There's diminishing value for me to then see how much I can bench or squat. Sure. Totally. It doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense because it's not really, it's not translating well 
to what I'm doing. It also would be just an energy suck for me in a lot of ways. It's not creating the baseline because it's not just one movement. We're not, it's not American football where, Hey, the, the whistle, you know, someone hikes the ball 10 seconds at most (laughs) they're moving around and then they stop again. It's a constant even when in jujitsu, which there's a tremendous amount of staticky mm-hmm. positional stuff, mm-hmm. there's a tremendous amount of um, uh, requirement for your energy system. You you still got to create pressure. You got to create surface area contact. You still have to be mitigating the other person's movement. So you're never at total rest. So mm-hmm. we're never just one shot and we're done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot to do with that type of type of movement. And hey, if you want to do it to add to your strength repertoire and to to create that strength explosion yeah I, I there's nothing wrong with it but i find that i get a lot of that from what i'm doing in the the context of like hey like i'm, I'm like this explosion laterally is much more beneficial to me than um, you know that linear bench press mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i could i could argue that for life in general right yeah so like when you're in the garden or you're out for a hike or climbing a tree or, you know, having fun with your kids, we're not really in these perfectly organized positions like you are in so many of the, the gym type generic lifts. Um, so, the, yeah, it translates back and forth. And I've done this with my own training. Um, I've changed it dramatically since starting jujitsu, and it's very similar to a lot of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested. I, I think, I think a lot about business, um, and we're, I want to switch gears here in a second to this, but mm-hmm. have you ever thought of, um, starting a, a blog or something super simple? Like, do you re- remember the original CrossFit.com? Like the original, original, do you remember that Dan? Did, did you, were I, you a follower that? No, be, and, and, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not some kind of like a uh, fitness hipster at all. Meaning like I'm too good for, I literally don't have much. I, I, I don't know much about CrossFit. I know they have, sure. I, I know now they have like a, a, and it, it's crazy that they have like a, um, like an event, right. And the event's yeah. a huge deal to them. And like, they, and how many people love it and stuff like that. And I know it's a lot of like, you know, like jumbled, like protocol. Like there's no sure. real, like one thing I really, that, that besides that, I didn't, I don't know a lot about it at all. Okay. So where I'm going with that is the, the original CrossFit.com, because I, I started, I competed in CrossFit for seven years. I jumped on board about 2005. Um, mm-hmm. It was a brilliant design by the founder, Greg Glassman. I'm thinking about this in terms of you, like um, what they did was they posted a daily workout and uh-huh. that was it. It was just the workout and they attached, you know, simple videos if needed for explanation. But I see a, a whole um, in programming, especially for, um, combat practitioners, as far as, um, you know, your knowledge base with exercises, patterns, volume is, is a high level. So I don't know, I'm pitching that you could start a, a programming site. I think that could be pretty cool. I, I, you know, in in the thing about it is, I want to do something like that. <clears throat> My okay. Is, and, and, it's a, and it's a great idea. And I'm sure that you can relate. Getting through these last two years. Sure. And we're, we're coming right up on the two-year anniversary of COVID, like within mm-hmm. the next think, week or so. Yep. Um, it, it's been total like 
you know, treading water, meaning just sure. surviving. Right? Sure. And then it's like, the good thing about this though, is like, I wasn't one of those people like, Hey man, I'm going to learn French and the piano during COVID. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to keep my, I'm going to keep my effort on keeping my business afloat, doing what I can. So I can then, when this ends, I can go back to, to living the life. And it's like, but also at the same time, it's like, how can I, cause this is the, this is the, the context I'm always viewing things through. How can I service my members better? Because really that's all I really want. I, my, my, my business is my alpha and my omega with my life, meaning it's my passion on top of what I do for a living too. Mm-hmm. I, I find it's my identity as a person to a large degree. I love, I love it. I'm very, very fortunate, tremendously fortunate. I cannot overemphasize how happy I am as a human being, being able to do what I do for a living. Cause I, this is what I love. I didn't, no one picked it out of a hat. No one made me do it. My dad didn't do it before. So I'm not in the, I'm in the business. Because, nothing like that. It's what I love doing. It's what I want to do. I always am trying to give as much of myself to the business as possible and try to service my, my students to the best of my capability. And the people that don't have access to me. That's why I post like, you know, weekly, like some techniques and stuff like that, just quick techniques and stuff. And, and that's come that people have mentioned that to me multiple times, what you've said, like, Hey, you know, you, you have, you have this information that could help people mm-hmm. figure out a way to, to get it out there. And, and that is something I thought about. Mm-hmm. And that's something maybe I should talk to you about, like after the fact, like what, what would be the way to construct it? So it's like very accessible to people. Like I always try to eliminate hurdles that, yep. that for people to get into, get into anything that they want to get into, but especially stuff that's in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking to make it easier for people. And like that right now, like I said earlier, the internet is a fantastic thing for no other reason that everything that we've ever come across in humanity is on the internet now. So whatever you're into, you can find, you can find that on the internet. So to be able to put it out there would be great. And I think it would be tremendously helpful because you do see a lot of people and there's a lot of, listen, I've seen so many people. So I also have, I also have a respiratory therapist degree and a license. Mm -hmm. So cardiopulmonary system is something that I have a tremendous interest in. And I've gotten into conversations with people who are just fit pros for a lack of a better term, you know, fitness mm-hmm. professionals, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll start to talk to them about things and you'll, you'll, there's, there's a real hard line with some people. They have every certificate in the world, yep. but they don't understand a lot of baseline biology. Correct. And, and you look at them and you kind of go like, what are you talking about? And then yep. they'll try to give you this. And then, then they'll, you, 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 and again, I never try to make anything contentious, but I always like, I always find that you get into this conversation, which becomes like a battle of like, who knows more. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say that I know more than you. I'm just saying like what you're talking about, you're missing a big piece. And then they'll, they'll tell you be like, well, it's like, well, I went to this, I have this, or I have that, or I went to like, I'm like, yeah, but that's not, that's not how that works. <laughs> like you're, you know, so but like, there's just some bad, there's just some bad programming and some bad information out there. And again, like people will argue back and forth about things. And I always say, is it, is it improving your performance? Is it actually helping you? Like, mm-hmm. cause if it is, then reality situation, then keep doing it. But I'll, I always, I always go, I go, I look at people this way. 
I go, there's certain things that we can, we can eliminate. Like we can always test stuff, meaning we can always try things and see if it helps or doesn't help. But there's certain things right away we can throw out. And I always, and I always give them the example. I go, have you seen people wearing those elevation masks? <laughs> yeah, people look, sure. People go, yeah, people wearing those elevation masks. I go, okay, so physiologically, there is no changes wearing that sure. while you're exercising. Does, does it make exercising more challenging? I'm certain breathing through, <laughs> breathing through a straw is not going to be easy. <laughs> But it's not, it's not like living at elevation. That's where you actually have the red blood cell change and things like that, oxygen bonding accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's the change. Or you'd have to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber that changes you know, the, uh, the situation. Wearing a mask for an hour workout, you just look like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> yes. yeah. There's, there's no change in anything. Okay. So I go, like, stuff like that we throw out. And they, I'm like, so, so to help people kind of parse that stuff and go, like, hey, I know that, like, that's kind of like, you know, borderline witchcraft. Why don't we focus on the stuff that I know for sure helps me in what I can do? And then we can talk about other things after the fact. And then there's a lot of gray area because certain things are more beneficial to other people and people have considerations and things like that. And just putting things out there that will help people because it helps me it is probably something that, you know, I should be doing because I'm leaving that on the table. And that's, that's a mistake of mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I am more than willing to help you from the, the business side and structural standpoint of that. If, if you want that Dan down the road or anytime, I think there's a huge gap in the market. I see an opportunity. Um, yeah, especially like you said, you're 40, right? 40 yeah. years old. Yeah, I'm 39. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this too, but there's sort of a tipping point, right? Physically <laughs> after, you know, 30, 35, where things start to change, but mm-hmm. we can still be super fat. But the the methodology and the programming needs to change and i don't know i i see that I, i'm like selfishly wanting you to do that so i'm gonna yeah. maybe hold hold you on that <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I have no problem doing it a lot of times it's like I, my willingness is much greater than my know-how with mm-hmm. stuff so i always say to people I'm like listen if you want to help facilitate this i will i have no problem because i am as uh i'm as consistent as as anything when it comes especially to, to this type of stuff um but some of my, my, my know-how, my technical knowledge, I'm literally just above a guy with a stick, you know, like I'm just, I've kind of just like, I like shrugged my shoulders at it. I go, I know how to do just enough to post on social media for my business. That's literally it. I go, that's, that's good enough, but I know there's a lot more that I could be doing. And that's kind of where I need to go to your point. I need to start, I need to start putting that out there just so it can help people. It facilitates people's want to get better in other aspects of than when they're just on the mat, it can help them and it can help them stay on the mat. And that's the other thing. That's the thing that I tell people. That's the reason I do the conditioning go helps me stay on the mat. People wonder why I'm not knock on wood. I've never had a surgery. It doesn't mean there isn't many things that the doctors would love to do surgery if I'd permit them to, mm-hmm. but I've never had it. I've, I've always had workarounds. I've always been able to make my body strong, get around it and still be fully functional. Again, to your point, you know, yeah, getting older, there's things to change. You adapt to the change though. You figure out different ways of doing them. You, you make amendments to what you do so you can still do things and still stay super fit. Again, I, I ask people all the time, like, especially grappling, you know, I don't look super imposing for instance, right? 
Like I'm not, I'm not big at, by any stretch of the imagination. I am like medium size. <laughs> I'm five ten and 160 some odd pounds. You know, I'm not, no one would double, double, you know, take a double take at me when walking onto the mat, but ask anybody, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like a chimp, like mm-hmm. I have the strength mm-hmm. of a chimp and they're just like, why are you so strong? Because yep. they're just like, you don't look like you should be that incredibly strong. I go, well, again, it's a lifetime of doing this resistance against other people and things like that. And again, it's like, I also spend time, you know, watering that garden. You know, I spend time doing that every day. You know, it's like, and again, you would be surprised at how, how much you can actually do. And, and I understand people are like, oh, I'm tired. I only have this amount of time, but it's like, you can still get stuff done. I go, let me, let me help you help yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. Dan, where do you see your business in 10 years from now? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. What, what, what I would, what I would love to see my bit and like the, the big over the big overview is to have a fully functional facility, meaning be in a space where I'm able to offer everything that I want to offer people. That's what I want to be able to do. Every, every different form of combat sports, every different form of conditioning that I could, that I could afford to offer them, be able to offer them the opportunity to have not only their children there, but the oldest member of their family there to be able to get something out of it. That's what I truly want. And I want to be a service to community. And when people say that, like, I feel like people kind of like roll their eyes at that because there's so many hucksters that wander around and use that to kind of manipulate situations to their benefit. Now, when I say that, let me be clear. I run a business to survive and make money too. I want my business to be as profitable as possible, but I never lower my standard and I never change the mission of what I'm trying to do, which is provide a situation, a culture where people, everyone can do something there. So that's what I mean, being a service community. Like I want the kids to be able to come. I want the the older adults to be able to come. I want it to be a facility where people get the things they want out of it. That's what I mean by being a service to community. I want to be something that, that it's not like only that this demographic goes to or this demographic goes to, et cetera, et cetera. I want it to be a place where people really have, like there is no, there is no, Besides the natural hesitation, right? Getting into something new and kind of, you know, like, well, this, I don't know how this is going to go. Like there, there's always going to be that, but knowing like every other people, every other person that already is a member going like, no, like this place is definitely like, you'll be able to get what you want out of it from the highest level competitor to the, like the most normal person. And that's why I, like, I train my students the way I do. Everyone trains to whatever capacity they can while they're there that day. Everybody. We're all going to train. We're all going to train. And everyone like, and, and the thing is, is some other gyms don't, some other gyms dumb things down mm-hmm. because they don't want people to be frightened by like, like, listen, just cause the guy over there in the corner is going hard. Doesn't mean he's going to go that hard with you. Sure. I go, and, and, and like, that's why it's important to build a culture. And that's why to me, it's important to be at my business every day too. That's why I'm there every day is because it's like, I run, I like, like, again, I lead by example. I'm there. I try to show people like what they're totally capable of, regardless of their age and their limitations. And, and I'm here to help. And that's what I want to be able to do. It's like, I want to be able to enrich people's life through this, 
through this physical activity because it really it really can be done for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you have the facility and the space, you can bring all sorts of different things inside of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. I think people really like that. And that's ultimately, in 10 years, I absolutely 100% will have that or I'll be dead. That, <laughs> One way yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I believe you will. Is it going to be in Manhattan though? That's a good question. You know, it's like, here's the thing about that. So like, that, like running parallel to your goals and wants, New York City is very difficult to do things, but it's not yes. impossible. And, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people like-minded that want to do the things. So yeah, it's totally plausible to do. And I would love to do that. You just have to, you have to work with the people that want to work with you. You know what I mean? And you got to figure it out. And I think it, 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 the only thing that would be non-permissible to that here unfortunately the people that run the city mm-hmm. yep it's not the people that live here it's not the people that would frequent your business it's not even your neighbors to your business it's nothing like that it's unfortunately the people that run the run the city whether they allow things like that to happen or not it's it, it it's really that and i'm not even being like i'm not even talking about like covid stuff it's like i'm talking about just your general like license etc mm-hmm. etc et like letting sure <laughs> sure sure it's very New York City becomes very prohibitive to businesses yep. because they lean on Wall Street. Yep. Big corporations for a lack of a you know better example, really. They they know that they have that and they don't care what happens to other people <laughs> in a lot of ways. So they make it very difficult to jump through hoops and things like that. So you know what? I'll do my best. And that's all anyone can ever do. But you have to always be really self-auditing and you have to be introspective about like, am I doing my best? Am I turning over every rock? Am I going to make this actually happen? Or am I making excuses for myself? Have I really tried to figure this out? Or am I letting the the system that is really kind of naturally made to be convoluted and difficult to navigate get the best of me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a gray area there, you know, because I know exactly what you're saying. New York City and it just even New York State as a whole can make small business enterprises. They can make their lives difficult, right? And we experienced that over the last two years. So that's why I was curious with if you see a future in Manhattan. Um, you know, uh, I've seen I've seen like do you know Rob Wolf? He's a he's an author, biochemist, CrossFit kind of guy. I've heard the name. I want to say that I've heard the name for sure. Yeah, he just made a move um, up to Montana, up near I think it's just south of Whitefish, um, okay. Montana, and he opened up a jujitsu gym, um, a very similar facility to sort of what you're describing. And he moved from I think I think he was in like New Mexico before that, but he just moved because he saw opportunity there. And he made it happen. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I guess there's a world of options there. That's the thing, right? I, I, I love the people here. I love the area, you know, being from New York and things like that. Um, like culture here is, is what I'm used to, right? What I'm used to. And I, and I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, but that does not mean that if this, if this situation here becomes more, um, difficult to navigate or just become so difficult that you, you just can't do the things you want to do. I am not opposed to going, thanks for the memories and sure. moving on. Like I, I'm just not like I'm a, 
I'm an ambulatory human. If I need to go somewhere else to run my facility and do the things and go places people want me, and that includes the state, you know what I mean? Like that's what I mean when I say that it's like, you know, Hey, this municipality wants to make it so prohibitive to run business that another place, why do you think, excuse me, why do you think like the Southern states in a lot of cases, or like the plain states, like Montana, the Dakotas, Idaho, things like that are, are getting in mass. A lot of places, a lot of people from the, the Northeast coastal states and the, um, you know, West coast, California in particular, why do you think they're getting those people? Because people are as business owners are going, I can run my business there and not be bothered Yep. (laughs) or I can run my business here and then be, be like beat over the head with taxes and all these regulations and stuff like that. There's a reason that that's happening. You know what I mean? So for sure, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, very, 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 um, I, I, I want to be, I want to make sure that I'm doing all the, the things I can here before I even go, Oh, I'm getting out of here or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think it's doable, mm-hmm. but it all depends. Like, the things can change the drop of a hat because of just the way, way things are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. I'm with you on that hundred percent, man. We've gone almost two hours, Dan, this has been a tremendous chat and, uh, I appreciate the time, the knowledge, and just overall enthusiasm for your for your craft there. So I want, um, you know, if there's listeners, we have listeners all over um, tuning into this. So it, how can they learn more about your business, uh, reaching out to you, getting in contact with you? Well, all my stuff, like, uh, I'm on all, like, the, um, I would say the traditional social media stuff, meaning, like, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those things, multiple, uh, you know. Uh, avenues that way uh, email address is up there on the on, on all of those things like that i'm not on tiktok sorry you won't see me doing any kind of tie pod challenge dance or anything like that not a not a child but uh but uh but yeah you can get a hold of me anyway that way or even better yeah come come and train you know show up at the gym you know, what's a like, what's a good website, Dan, for people to um, check I out? Our website, our website actually is in in between, like um, being like so. Dan Koval Jiu Jitsu is always a website, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's under construction as of right now. The last time I spoke to the webmaster, they're updating it because we've changed addresses as of late and stuff like that. And there's certain things we had to add to it. Things so they can always go to DanKovalJujitsu.com and whenever that's up, that will give them the, the most updated, pertinent information. But mm-hmm. besides that. Again, I like I'm one of the people that is involved with my social media. There's other people that help me out with it and things like that. But questions, stuff like that, you can be very easy to get hold of me. Okay, awesome. So what I'll do is I'll post all your links in the show uh, descriptions and uh, it'll be easy for people to find you. Hey, I really appreciate it, Josh. Cool. Dan, we will uh, definitely be in touch, brother. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, buddy. I want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Suttmeyer Law Firm, and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Suttmeyer Law Firm, and not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice, enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O. 15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. 
Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy.